0: Fab Lab podcast, leadership teams, the secret service, or a posse? Welcome to the Fab Lab, the stone industry's only podcast dedicated exclusively to the business side of your stone shop, where we focus on improving operations inside the business so we can experience more life outside of it. So let's get down to business. Welcome back to another episode of the Fab Lab Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Crowley, and I am grateful and thankful to still be recording episodes of the Fab Lab Podcast here on Friday, March 20th. 2020. And I am so glad that you, fellow fabricator, ladies and gentlemen, that you've tuned in for another episode of the Fab Lab podcast. It's so great to know that we're not alone, isn't it? <laughs> I'm grateful. Although I am alone in the studio today, Wes is still so busy doing other things. Uh, he wasn't able to sit in on this one. But you know, I'm kind of glad to be able to talk about today's topic, leadership teams, secret service or a posse, the difference between those two, that that distinction is really important. And boy, leadership right now in this era is extremely important to us if we own or manage a stone shop. And so we're going to get to that today, talking about the value and, and how to really develop a leadership team so that we can navigate, not only successfully run our business when it's good, but that we can navigate successfully during a crisis. You know, when the shooting starts, when things get really dicey. Having a leadership team is really, really important. So today I am really excited to talk about that topic. But before we get into it, I wanna mention a couple of things. Number one, two episodes ago, I made an invitation. I'm going to make it again right now. I invited you, the audience, to share with me directly the biggest frustration that you're facing right now or the biggest win that you've had since the beginning of 2020. And I'm going to add to that, what is your greatest fear today? right now, inside, and I guess even outside of work. I want to invite you to share that with me, fellow fabricator. You can email me directly. No more needing to go to AaronCroley.com to f- submit a form through the the website. You can email me directly at Aaron at AaronCroley.com. That is my personal email, A-A-R-O-N at c r o w l e y dot ycom Would love to hear from you, and if there's a topic, if there's an issue, would love to speak to that. It may become the topic of the next Fab Lab podcast. Obviously, we wouldn't divulge who, who shared that, but it uh, uh, it's something I'm I'm really interested in to find out what you, the audience of the Fab Lab podcast, um, are going through right now. How are you? How are you dealing with that? What are the things that are frustrating you? What are the things that are causing fear? And at the same time, what are the big wins that you've had in 2020? So I just want to invite you to communicate with me. I would love to hear from you. I also want to mention a word from our sponsor. Moreaware.com. Moreaware is a software program for managing a stone shop. Really interesting. Yesterday, I had to make a very uncomfortable call. We had a job. I won't bore you with the details, but maybe you would feel better if you heard them. Long story short, sink cut out, dropped through the plywood, sheared off a PVC pipe for the inlet for the, the the kitchen sink, and we put a bunch of water into the kitchen before the shutoff could be, you know, the valve could be shut off. So insurance claim. Long story short, we kind of dropped the ball in communicating with the client. We got the restoration company in there that day, and then four or five days went by, and we were waiting to hear from the restoration company or the customer, and we didn't reach out to the customer. So she reached out to us. She was really upset, and so upset that it required me to make a personal phone call to this client, which I had to do yesterday. And here's the interesting thing about Moraware. That information was immediately accessible to me. I didn't have to ask anybody other than what was the name of the job. I opened Moraware. I logged in. I went to the job tab, selected the search function, wrote the customer's last name in, found that job, clicked on it, and immediately here's what popped up the homeowner's name, their address, their contact information, the job activity. I can see when the original contract was signed, when the template was scheduled, when the layout occurred, the reconnection of the appliances that were originally scheduled, not to mention I could drop down and actually, so I could speak intelligently with this client, I could actually go into the files that had been uploaded to this job and I could see the layout that had been uploaded by our layout technician. So I could see the scope of the work, the material. I could speak intelligently to that homeowner about their job without having talked to anybody else in the company. And in this conversation, it was mainly to make many, many apologies <laughs> uh, for, for the fact that we hadn't communicated effectively. But my point is here with more aware, hopefully those you know occurrences are, are few and far between, but the fact is we are all dealing with customer information Everybody in the company at some point in the job has got to access file information, job information, commun- you know—the the contact information. Moraware puts that information at the fingertips of anybody in the company. There isn't this chasing for a file, trying to find out where that file was last left, whose desk was it on, where to get—you know—put. Did it get lost? Is it slid behind another file? Nobody can call the customer now because we don't have the contact information. Moraware puts that information at the fingertips of everybody in the company immediately, including the installers out in the field who can access it on their smartphones. So if you want to figure out how to manage your business more effectively using technology that exists, you got to check out MoreAware.com. you got to visit MoreAware.com, watch the videos that they've got, and you can schedule a live demo. So make sure you check out MoreAware.com. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, back to our topic, leadership teams, secret service or a posse. You know, in this episode, I want to talk about three elements of building a leadership team, three components that need to be just present, that you need to be aware of, that you need to consider as you assemble, as you build, as you lead a team of leaders in your company. Now, the reality is, depending on the size of your company, if you've got three or four or five employees, your leadership team might be you and one other key employee. If your company is 15 to 20 employees, you might have three or four key leaders in your company that you would need, like to, have tremendous value in leading as as having as a part of your official specific leadership team. And I wanted to just create kind of a contrast here. The difference between the Secret Service and a posse. To kind of just put this in perspective, if you've never seen the videos on YouTube when uh, President Reagan... Was shot by an attempted assassin, James A. Hinckley. I think in 1983, he was just coming out of a speech with the United Auto Workers Union. Came out onto the sidewalk. It's chilling to watch these videos. And all of a sudden, this gun starts going off. And and you see in the moment and in the aftermath what those Secret Service agents were willing to do, what they actually did out of instinct. They immediately without hesitation, threw well, drew their guns and then threw themselves in to the line of fire. Multiple Secret Service agents were shot. One of them, James Brady, was permanently paralyzed. And the other guys slammed Reagan into the limousine, shut the door, and sped off to the hospital. the, the quick acting, the selfless sacrifice and quick thinking of those highly trained, Highly trusted secret service agents literally saved the life of Reagan. If they hadn't gotten to the hospital in the time that they had, he would have died because he had actually been shot. They didn't know it at the time. So that's one picture. Secret service agents surrounding the president. His life was literally in their hands. He trusted them with his life, and they stepped up in that crisis when the shooting started. Wow, they were there. Contrast that to a posse. I think of it in terms of like the old Western movies. Now, I did some synonyms, just a search on synonyms. Here here are the synonyms for a posse. Vigilantes, an armed band, a lynch mob, a detachment, or a search party. So I get the picture of a posse, although it has some positive connotations in my mind for some strange reason, I don't know why, but it does. We really need to see the contrast between Secret Service and a posse. A posse is a group of people that are not necessarily qualified. They just happen to be convenient. Not a lot of time to think about it. They're hastily assembled in the moment. The shooting starts. The bank is robbed. Bandits are taken off down the prairie. You rustle up, you know, the sheriff goes out there, grabs whoever happens to be standing there. You saddle up and you ride off after the bank robbers or the kidnappers or whoever it may be. Not a lot of thought, not necessarily a lot of trust in those individuals. And you don't know. Let's just say you catch up with the bad guys in the canyon. Then the shooting starts in an entirely different situation. The sheriff has no idea whether the guys he's called into action are trustworthy. Can they shoot straight? Are they willing to actually stand up and fight if they get backed into a corner? Are they going to turn around and desert the sheriff when it's most critical? So we need to take that same perspective as we build leadership teams in our company. As we ride into uncertain times, it's really important for us to have a leadership team standing beside us, standing around us so that when we enter those circumstances, you know, there's going to be enough surprises as it is. There's going to be enough things that we can't predict that we're going to have to confront on a moment's notice that we just didn't anticipate. We don't want to have the surprise of a leadership team that buckles under the pressure, that retreats without telling us, or that shoots us in the back. So we got to consider these three principles of having and building a leadership team. Number one is trust. You got to be able to trust these people. Again, that's the difference between the Secret Service and a posse. Number one, your leadership team, the people that you consider bringing into that close circle has got to be honest and dependable. They've got to have a proven track record of being honest and dependable. You cannot bring somebody into that close circle around you where there is a shadow of doubt. Now, I'm not talking about whether or not you're able to trust people because you have trust issues. I'm talking about the first qualification of being on your leadership team is that they have to have a proven track record of being honest and dependable because you as an owner in time of crisis you can't deal with everything at once you've got to be able to rely on either this one key employee if you got a small company maybe it's two or three or four if it's a larger company you also have to be able to know that in those times of crisis when you're asking for advice when they're giving you suggestions you've got to know that they are willing to put the company first that their advice, that their actions, that their responses are going to be calculated through putting the company before their own self-interest. Not that the company is more important than their self-interest, but that they recognize that when the company is healthy and safe, they ultimately benefit as opposed to somebody who gets cold feet when the shooting starts and they take off. You gotta have somebody who's gonna put the company first. Number three, this kind of is cutting the other direction. You've got to be able to trust their input. Do you trust these individuals that you're going to call your leadership team? Are you trusting them enough to where if they come to you and tell you something, when they offer you feedback, when they give you suggestions, when they tell you, look, this is something I think we need to do. Do you trust them enough to take that advice, to take those suggestions without having to go validate it, verify it, question them, second guess them? Those are three indications of somebody that you trust and they meet that first qualification of being on your leadership team. Now, the second thing to keep in mind as you consider building or or, or having a leadership team is the way that your leadership team can become a conduit for the rest of your company. You know, a leader typically has people to lead. <laughs> That's why they get the name. You know, a manager effectively is managing personnel or managing, you know, resources. So the, the idea here is that there's going to be a buffer between you and the rest of the company. Your leadership team, in a sense, stands between you, um, helps to buffer, helps to look out for you, also helps you to communicate. A leadership team can help you communicate trust because a lot of lower level and that's not to diminish those people but operating level employees maybe employees that haven't been with the company long enough to be brought into that inner circle if you will a lot of times just based on human nature based on past experiences People will operate from a in its in its its self-preservation really, but they'll operate from a perspective of distrust. Maybe they're a little bit cynical because of past experiences, but they're going to look at ownership. They're going to look at the leaders of the company and go, eh? Maybe the owner in particular, more so. I'll wait and see. I, I'll I'll wait to see if this person is trustworthy before I put my full trust. Before I believe everything that he or she is saying. Eh, I'll, I'll 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 wait and see. The benefit of having a highly trusted group of people around you, whether that's one, two, three, or four, a trusted leadership team, is that they help you to be an intermediary between those operating level employees to convey trust. Because that leader between you and the operating level employees is going to be closer to their experience. They're going to be able to relate to them better than they can relate to you as an owner. So if... The leader trusts you and can convey that trust. The operating level employees are going to be able to ease more easily put their trust, believe what is being told to them. They can, in a sense, trust by extension. Well, you know, if you trust the owner of what's going on, then I guess I'm going to have an easier time trusting him as well. The other benefit is is communicating. There there are oftentimes a lot of questions. There's oftentimes a lack of time, if you're making decisions swiftly, you can communicate through these intermediaries, your leadership team, because they have a more personal connection to the people that they lead, the people that they manage. Oftentimes, communicating is more effective through them for certain aspects of the business, certain changes that are happening, adjustments that need to be made. And so having that leadership team between you and your operating level employees becomes a tremendous asset Number one, for conveying trust, and number two, for conveying information and just simply communicating more effectively. Here's the other side of that. The operating level employees are going to be the closest to the problems, the closest to the issues when we're inviting feedback in times like this where things are in flux, things are changing. We need honest feedback. How can we do this better? How can we do this differently? They're going to be more likely to tell their supervisor, I find this frequently, even to this day. I'll talk to an operating line employee. I'll ask his opinion. I'll ask his perspective, how things are going. Oftentimes they will tell their supervisor a very different perspective than they tell me. And I'll say, why is that? It, it, why did they tell me something that they painted a much rosier picture to me than they painted to you? I might be having that conversation with the supervisor. Not might, I've had that conversation countless times. Well, the fact is an operating level employee uh, employee is going to be much more comfortable sharing legitimate criticisms or suggestions with an intermediary than they are with you know as an owner directly and so we're able to get we're able to extract we're able to receive more accurate information more accurate assessment of how things are going in the company so that we're operating off of realistic information. We don't have a pie in the sky perspective of how our operating level employees are doing today. How are they doing? Well, they said they're doing great to me. Well, no, they're actually really nervous or they're really upset about this decision that we just made. Oh, you know what? Did we communicate it poorly? Did we not give them enough information? Um, did we make the wrong decision? You know, having that intermediary, having that leadership team gives us much better information, much more accurate insight into how our company is doing at the operating level. So that's the second principle. The third advantage, and this really isn't a principle, it's just a fact Having a leadership team that is surrounding us, that's watching our back, they're highly trusted, they're very dependable. We know they're looking out for the best interest of the company. Not that they're not looking out for their own best interest. It's just that they see it in its proper context that if the company gets through this successfully, they know that their job is more secure. So the advantage of having a leadership team, a a secret service, if you will, watching your back, fellow stone shop owner, leader, manager, ladies, gentlemen, is this, is that those leaders will help you share the burden in a crisis. When the shooting starts, you're not alone. Yesterday, we had a leadership team meeting and we sat down and, and I got to tell you, the, the sense of goodwill, the sense of confidence, the, the, the knowledge that I am not alone making these decisions that I've got four other men who are highly committed and highly capable and highly competent and highly trustworthy it just reduces the level of of burden that I have to carry as the ultimate leader who is ultimately responsible for all of the decisions and all the outcomes and all the things that are likely to confront us over the next coming days and weeks just simply to have their confidence just simply to have their presence For us to be able to step outside of work, go meet, we actually had to go meet at a park because there's nowhere to meet now outside the company. To be able to go and sit down, their presence alone was a tremendous benefit and an alleviation of what is, you know, a pretty heavy burden right now. The other advantage to having this leadership team and in a sense sharing the burden is now I have multiplied my eyes and ears. You see, my leadership team, what I used to call my management team, they are going to see things and hear things that I'm either going to be blind to or deaf to, because I just I've got too many other things on my plate, or that just because of my own perspective, I'm going to be, you know, blind and deaf to. They're gonna see things and hear things long before it gets to me. That's that advanced warning. It's like a radar, it's kind of like the canary in the coal mine again. They're gonna be much more in tune with what's going on in other areas of the business, in the economy, how families are doing, how the community's doing. They become the the multiplication of our of our senses which makes us much more likely to respond in a timely fashion to things that are going to surprise us that are going to confront us that are going to pop up unexpectedly and so if you have a leadership team maybe time to just take stock run through this list of principles the trust factor the fact that they are a conduit don't overlook the fact that you can utilize your leadership team to communicate and to receive communication and and, and, and lean on them. You, you've got to, ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, owners, especially if you've got a leadership team, don't hesitate to bring them close and let them know that these are unique times and that you need them to show up and you need to be able to rely on them, remind them of that fact, and and and, and honor them with that confidence, that position, that opportunity to step into that role and, uh, you know, be heroes in a sense, just like Reagan's Secret Service and all those Secret Service people. So ladies and gentlemen, here's the question. <laughs> Who do you want surrounding you? Who do you want by your side when the shooting starts? It may not have started yet, ladies and gentlemen. It's possible that there's more to come. So you got time to assemble that leadership team to bring them into your confidence, so that you are more likely to lead well through whatever is to come. So thanks for tuning in. Happy Friday! I'm glad that we made it to the end of another week. I want to just encourage you once again: reach out to me at Aaron at aaroncrowley.com if you've got frustrations that you're dealing with in terms of the operation of the business. Send me an email; would love to respond. If you've got some fears that you're facing love to hear from you as well. And if you've got victories, we got to we gotta keep celebrating those in uncertain times. We still got to consider the things that we're thankful for, the things that are working well, and we got to highlight those and celebrate them. So ladies and gentlemen, I look forward to hearing from you, and I will be tuning in with you next week. Until then, happy fabricating.